0: On today's episode of the Open in Indiana podcast, we feature two direct primary care physicians with a new practice here in Indianapolis. Don't miss it. Welcome, everyone, to the Open in Indiana podcast, where we feature the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live, work, and visit. Today, our guests are two primary direct care physicians here in Indianapolis, Dr. Rachel Holliday and Dr. Lindsay Moore Ostby. Doctors, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: We're doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing very good. Thank you so much for taking the time to be our guest today.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: So uh, let's talk a little bit about the concept of your practice that you've recently opened uh, in which you are direct primary care physicians. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what that means?
1: Yeah, we would love to. Um, So direct primary care for anyone who hasn't heard of this before um, is a type of primary care where we don't bill insurance. Instead, our patients pay us through a monthly flat membership fee. And that fee is the same every month. That fee is the same whether you access us no times or whether you access us multiple times. And you can access us not just by in-person visits, but by um, in-person visits, uh, email, texting, phone. Mm -hmm. Um, It really just increases the accessibility that our patients have to us. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times direct primary care doctors explain it like Netflix for your doctor Mm and that you're paying the same amount every month. Um, and it just, um, gives you more, um, more flexibility, flexibility. Yeah. yeah.
2: An ability to get actual care. So yep. the other, yeah. the other phrase that is often used for it, that we really like is, um, blue collar concierge, because it is very similar to concierge, you know, or fancy medicine where people pay a lot of money, you know, to have this access to their own personal physician, but unlike concierge, we're affordable. So our membership rates are less than $100 per month per patient. And that includes all of your visits with us, all of your contact with us. If you have a minor procedure, like an abscess that needs to be drained or earwax that needs to be removed, we don't charge extra for that. You come in, you get care when you need it um, a lot more flexibly. And we cut out all the middlemen. We don't have a phone room. We don't have a triage team. We don't have a whole bunch of people who take your information and then
1: pass it to us. It's just us Um, and the patient. Yeah. And so one thing that's really nice about that, because there's not as many middlemen Mm -hmm. is that we can really deeply know our patients. And so we can provide a personalized healthcare that unfortunately we couldn't in the the way that we were um, treating patients in our old practice. Um, And so um, it's just really nice to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, we've been able to avoid quite a few urgent care visits that didn't need to happen for our patients, um, specialist referrals that weren't necessary referrals, um, just because we have time to spend with our patients now, instead of having to get in and out of a room and, you know, maybe spend eight minutes with you, I can spend five minutes if that's what today needs. I can spend an hour if that's what today needs. And I can schedule you back as often as I and you think are necessary, um. So yeah, the flexibility really allows us to actually give care instead of acting like an assembly
1: line, which is awesome for our patients and us. Yeah, because in the insurance-based system, um, you only get paid by in-person visits, and that's why your doctor kind of overbooks himself or herself to where you're seeing 20-plus patients in a day because you don't know who's actually going to show up or not. Um, And so you're always feeling rushed as Mm -hmm. the doctor and patients definitely know that um, the doctor isn't fully present with them. But when we're getting paid by the monthly memberships, We can um, schedule out an hour with patients and sit comfortably. And they're the only thing that we're thinking about for that hour.
2: Yeah, for sure. It also gives us time to
1: research their needs after a visit ends.
2: Um, So we actually have that time again. We can focus on that instead of all of the silly billing and coding rules that don't really matter for your care. Um, We focus on the actual care. Um, The other thing that we've really enjoyed about it is we both in the regular system tried and prided ourselves really on developing that rapport with a patient um, or their family. And so we tried to always spend what I used to call extra time. And I hate that phrase. It's not extra time. It's the time you deserve with your doctor. It's what it's necessary. It's not extra, but because I used to try to do that, I'd run one or two hours late all the time and patients would be frustrated, understandably, that they spent the whole day there to see me for seven minutes and maybe 10 if I was spending extra time, quote unquote. Um, Here, that doesn't happen. We don't overbook ourselves. We, instead of having 3000 patients each, we aim to have three to 500 patients each. And so there's no waiting time in a waiting room. If you're ever waiting more than a minute for your visit, there was probably something really unexpected and like emergent that happened, which just isn't the case with other. Yeah. Yeah. So in a nutshell, we could talk all day about it, but all day (laughs) our patients so far um, have really expressed loving actually talking straight to us and spending time with us. And honestly, we're loving it it too. too. Yeah. It's how we always wanted to practice medicine.
0: And so doctors, what are each of your backgrounds before you came to form this new practice?
2: So a little bit similar, actually, we're both um, double board certified physicians. Um, we are both certified in internal medicine, which means care for grown-ups basically, and of all ages. And we're also both board certified pediatricians, meaning children doctors. So we can care, we can take care of babies from birth all the way till however old you are when you someday, hopefully at 110, you know. Die. <laughs> um, and we both also have some specialties. Dr. Holiday specializes in obesity management as well um, and is board certified in that. And I am a- also an international board certified lactation consultant, and I specialize in breastfeeding care as well. So yeah, we cover a lot of things. And we both trained in Indiana University School of Medicine locally, and we both worked at an underserved community health center um, for quite a few years before starting this practice together. Um, And then we opened IndieDirect Docs like what, five months ago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So very recent.
0: Awesome. And so what drew each of you to pursue medicine as a career path?
1: Yeah, that's a great
2: question. I haven't even thought about it in so long because it's been forever. But I, I actually um, spent a lot of time at the doctor as a child with asthma. Um, and I really loved my pediatrician. Um, she was a solo practitioner back in the old days who you know spent time with her patients. She really got to know us. And she was my doctor for, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And um, I really always wanted to be like her and um, she stopped practicing due to an illness, but I never got to go back and tell her um, what a difference she made in my life and the fact that now I'm actually practicing the way she did, um, which I don't know, really makes me pretty happy because hopefully I'm providing the same kind of care that she gave me, which inspired me to go into this.
1: Awesome. Uh, and then I also had a chronic illness as a child. I had epilepsy and I had two different neurologists. The first neurologist that I went to as a child just talked to my mom and never really addressed me, even though I was the one who was taking the medication and having the the seizures. And I was the one that was really affected by the epilepsy. And then we ended up changing and my second neurologist would ask me how the medicine made me feel uh, and just really address my needs. So kind of similar to what Lindsay is saying, um, just being able to, to see somebody as a person and not just a disease, uh, I think is just really good and something that I wanted to provide to someone else.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And doctors, what's one thing that you wish that you knew as new business owners?
1: We were
2: talking about a couple of things. One was that honestly, with the finances, Rachel really had to suddenly really go fine tuned into the budget and like each specific dollar so we could make sure we keep our overhead as low as possible because if we keep our overhead low we pass it, that, that savings on to the patients and being affordable as well as accessible was always really important to us and i think the other thing we've really learned this year is the power of um networking and getting to know people and that's a much more powerful in a lot of ways marketing tool than going out and paying a lot of money in traditional ways. um, Because really, it's the word of mouth that grows a lot of times a small business like this. Um, And really, just knowing that I think has changed a lot of things for us. We're both a little bit socially um, shy, which you wouldn't know to talk to us because we're kind of loud sometimes, especially me. But we've learned to sort of get out of that bubble and realize that it's not that hard. People are kind of interested in
1: learning about each other and um, yeah, Yeah. it's actually kind of fun. I think, I think just in general, knowing that you can always learn new skills. So prior to us opening up our own practice, we knew how to take care of patients, Mm -hmm. but we were just worried about the business side of things. So as we talked about just how do we handle our own finances? We've never Mm -hmm. done that before. We always had other um, administrators who carried that out for us before. And how will we even do that? And I think just taking it step-by-step and just, I learned this thing and now I'm going to try it. And now yep. I'm going to learn this other thing and now I'm going to try it.
2: Yeah. I mean, really just digging to find the right connections of people to give us mentorship along the way, stumbling into those connections and then digging and digging for them more. Um, I think, I think that, and just, it's a big risk and, and to opening your own business was really, really scary. Um, still is sometimes, but at the same time, um, if you take a big risk in one area, but you mitigate that risk by really well planning and researching and having contingency plans and really getting to know all of these different steps and taking it a bite at a time, um, you don't have to be doing this in a completely total risk way. You can do this a much better way where you have a sustainability And I think the the big thing from that, that we've both learned is what an amazing thing freedom is being able to do this our way so that our patients get taken care of properly um, the way we always wanted to take care of them and realizing that although we took on these extra roles, which sounded scary at the time um, we've gained freedom for ourselves and our patients, which is just, I don't know, very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, doctors, before our interview today, uh, we were kind of chatting, and uh, we wanted to make sure that we brought up a misconception that people commonly have about primary direct care physicians, and that's that you are meant to work in conjunction with health insurance and not as an alternative to health insurance, correct?
1: um, So one thing that I liked uh, when I was first learning about this model is thinking about insurance and how we use health insurance versus how we use every other type of insurance. Mm-hmm. So for health insurance, we've been trained that we need it for everything. If you stump your toe and you go to the doctor, you need it. If you mm-hmm. go for a wall check, you need it. You need it for everything. But we don't feel that way about our car insurance. In fact, we hope that we can do things to where we never have to use our car insurance. Right. Uh, and one nice thing about that is price transparency for day-to-day things. So I know how much uh, I'm gonna spend each week to put gas in my car. And I know that I have to get regular oil changes Mm -hmm. and I can ask this guy and that guy, how much do you charge for your oil change? Mm -hmm. And I can either decide if I wanna go with a discount or maybe I wanna spend a little bit more because I think that the customer service or the quality of the whatever is better over here. Um, And it's just so much better. So the idea is let's unhook primary care from just r- regular catastrophic things. right? Let's save insurance for catastrophic things, but for day-to-day things, let's see if we can increase price transparency and quality from unhooking that. And so because our patients are able to access us so much better by being free of insurance, we can hopefully keep them healthy to the point that hopefully they won't have to use their insurance as much. Yeah. If at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a patient who, uh, somebody who's a patient in our practice, if we're able to avoid one unnecessary urgent care or ER visit, um, I'm not saying you'll never need an ER. I hope you don't, but if I'm able to stitch you up in the office, because I actually was able to get you right in um, and I avoid that extra fee, I could potentially save your entire ER bill and it pay, it more than pays for my whole year of membership. Um, so really just realizing that this medicine, I always assumed had to be super expensive to, to get care because insurance is expensive and you always get a massive bill even after your insurance and you get the permission to use your own money to pay your deductible. Like it's, it's very strange to me now that I think about it. Um, but it turns out medicine, basic primary care, most of the care you need in any given year, it can be done very inexpensively. It cost me a lot of money to train it up in my brain, but it doesn't cost a lot of money for me to do most of it, Um, which means you can actually use your money to get good care and not just hold a card in your pocket just in case. Um, So we work really well with any insurance situation for a patient. We have patients who have no insurance. We always recommend options for catastrophic insurance to be safe, but you don't have to have it to be my patient. Um, We have patients who have Medicaid insurance. We have patients who have Medicare for their insurance. We have patients who have private insurance um, or a combination of things. And um, really a lot of different people with different insurance situations find this to be a very helpful option. So I think, yeah, realizing that our care has nothing to do with your insurance. And unfortunately, because insurance is what brings in all the middlemen and all the extra layers of administration and billing people that we need and all the stuff we need just to make them pay us um, a little bit. That's why your doctor is running around like a hamster on a wheel all day, never able to get back to you, never able to answer the phone themselves. It's all because of that. If we take that out of the equation and you save it for when you need it you can get the cheaper plan with higher you know catastrophic coverage and then let me take care of the rest and it's just it's a whole different ball game that yeah. we never expected
1: yeah
0: and so doctors how can our viewers and listeners get in touch with you if they're ready to learn more or if they would like to sign up themselves
1: yeah so um, one thing to know is that we do offer free meet and greets. In fact, we encourage them.
2: Yeah, because we want to make sure that we are the right doctors for you, and that you understand
1: the model of care. Because we want this to be a good fit for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and so they can either um, get a hold of us by phone and. Uh, either Dr. Moore or I are the ones who answer the phone. Mm -hmm. We answer the phone ourselves. You can call us and talk to a doctor. Yes, it's true. Um, true. And our phone number is 317-964-0014 or they can email us at info at IndieDirectDocs.com. And Mm -hmm. we are the ones who uh, who answer that email also. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Rachel Holliday and Dr. Lindsay Moore-Ospy, thank you so much for being our guest today. And to everyone who is watching and listening, thank you for catching this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. Catch our next episode soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Open in Indiana podcast. If you enjoyed listening, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, iHeartRadio, or on our website, slash OII podcast. Thanks for listening.